We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. And I don't think he's going to play anywhere close to 180. So why would I use him? I mean, I don't see why you don't think he's going to play 180. Andrew said he's been playing 90 minutes when he's, uh, if he's not slapping guys in the face and the four <laughs> or five games before that, he was getting 90 Yeah, minutes, but so. those aren't double game weeks. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about Week 14 of the Fantasy MLS season. Gentlemen, thank you for, uh, I don't want to say filling in for me last week since you, uh, you're you on every week anyway, but thank you for uh, taking the reins, and uh, I'm glad to be back for this very dramatic double game week with teams that I don't think anybody wants to play. Um, we were just talking before we started that uh, there's some single game week players, Skyler, that you're looking at, but I know you and you love double game week players. Like two chances at Kai Kamara, you're all over it. So how are you <laughs> feeling about the uh, the eight teams that we have playing twice this week? 
Yeah, I mean, we've said it before, minutes equal production, so I will be definitely DGW heavy, but there's some tasty matchups uh, for some single-game week players, namely New York City's hosting Orlando City at home, uh, Sporting Kansas City hosting Minnesota at home. So those are probably two, uh, you know, player games that I'm going to hone in on. Uh, but other than that, then yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to have uh, most of my lineup is going to be heavy, if not completely DGW uh, across the board. So we'll see. All right, JD, you were saying you probably don't think there are going to be that many single game week players to even talk about. So I assume you're going to go heavy on the Union and uh, the Dynamo without any of their attackers, yeah? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about those. Teams, <laughs> you, I think you have to play the double game week players. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the the community does as a whole because the last double game week was so disappointing. Um, it was just two two kind of not great teams, but um, I, people could talk themselves into this being a, a group of not great teams because even uh, a team like Atlanta has some players that are going to be missing in the first leg. Like you said, Houston's at- attack could uh, be missing for part of the, the double game week, if not all of it. So it, it should be interesting to see how everybody approaches it, but hopefully our listeners will uh, stick to the the double the chance for points uh, all across the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think that Skylar mentioned Zussi, and that's one that uh, you could leave like a, a dummy spot open Put a 4.0 in, plan for the highest bench score to go in. And if everybody flops, you could swap to Zussi because he's the last game. So that would be maybe my my exception. Was the last game – I mean, I I get it. Like the last DGW wasn't like fruitful as far as like massive point haul from the DGW players. But like was it really that much of a letdown? Yeah, I think um, it was. I mean, especially Kai when it Kamara, came to like, the, the captain Kamara, pick. Yeah, I mean, Kai had nine. Like, Baco and and uh, Erickson had seven and six. Like, I think the only guys that outdid them were like the NYC guys, which you know was a little bit predictable. But other than that, like, I mean, you know, seven or six points on any given game week is probably going to be about what you would hope for 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 most of your players. That's what I'm saying, though, but everyone feels like those players let them down because that's three and a half to four points a game that they average, which is bad. Yeah. And l- yeah. like I said, when it came to the captain pick, everyone was thinking, oh, maybe I think in the back of everybody's mind, it was maybe we should go Via in this great matchup. Maybe we should go Maxi Morales. And they got, what, 17 points each? Yeah. Yeah, um, they, they crushed it. So when they see another easy uh, matchup for a team like NYCFC, I could see people like talking themselves into Via, talking themselves into, uh, like I said, Zussi, I think definitely will get some traction. Um, so we'll have to see. Hmm. All right. Uh, we also have international absences to deal with. There are some players who um, you know, will be available for the first match, but possibly not the second. Uh, we have guys who are already gone who's like the first guy that you looked at skyler when um when you saw the the double game week coming up Palmer. um after that maybe it's really the atlanta guys for me i feel like they've got a really good matchup um Almer up to the 
Paraguay national team. Neither, I mean, I think uh, Barco's in play too for me from Atlanta. So all the, I mean, the Atlanta guys are pretty much, you know, top of the the heat for me this week. Mm-hmm. What about yep. you, JD? Yeah, I totally agree with the Atlanta plays. Um, I think also Salt Lake at home. They have two games. One's against the Dynamo. The other one's uh, at home to Seattle, who they just beat one nothing on the road. So I I think RSL defense for maybe the first and only time all season is <laughs> going to be in play. Um, Alessandrini had a great game this past week. I think he also um, is kind of a guy that jumps out. Um, not positive he'll play twice, but um, you can say that about almost anybody. No love for Zlatan? Uh, who? He's up there. <laughs> I only also bring that up because Ola Kamara, I believe, is out for the second game um, for a Norway uh, match. So if you're not going to go with Ola, do you, I mean, is Alessandrini really the only Galaxy midfielder or Galaxy attacker you'll go after despite two games? Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. My my connection cut out a little bit there. I'm I'm uh. He's trying to talk us into Zlatan. So, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, Zlatan's probably top three for me this week. What? To be honest. Yep. <laughs> how many minutes? Who, how many minutes do you think he's gonna play? Uh, I mean, he he might go 180. What? Yeah, he he just had a week off. I mean, he's he's been getting minutes, so I don't see. And especially if Ola Kamara is gonna miss the second game, he's he's gonna get some minutes. So. Um, he's one of the top forwards for me this week. GD's reaction was perfect. <laughs> like bit, who's 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 second just, for you after just, Joseph Martinez? I just bit my tongue off when you said Zlatan was gonna uh, play 180 minutes <laughs> this week. Um, I mean it's just like playing in the Champions League and then that weekend, right? <laughs> No. I mean, How many times like he has he played ninety yet? Training to, he's sorry guys. I'm my connection is a little spotty here. I'm not sure if if it's uh coming if I'm coming through on your end, but I'm just saying, I mean he's not it's not like he's not training to get to hundred or ninety minute fitness. Like he's he obviously had this last week off, so Yeah, I mean I'm, like it's a lock for him to go hundred and eighty minutes, but I wouldn't be surprised. He he played ninety in four straight before he got sent off. But they they weren't double game weeks. True. I don't like. Oh. I'm training for 180 minutes as well, but that doesn't mean I can play it in four <laughs> days. He also could be suspended. Still, they haven't even given an answer on if he gets an extra game mm-hmm. for uh, literally slapping a guy in the face. So we might not even need to think about it because he might not start or even be able to play in this first match. Yeah. Which. I guess that uh, I'm I'm still a little bit salty. I, I, we're recording this on Monday. We the uh, game on Sunday in Kansas City in Columbus. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but man, what is up with VAR? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it because I got screwed out of clean sheet points when uh, Sinovich got punched in the face, slapped in the face with uh, two minutes till his clean sheet bonus. Yeah, and uh, Christian Martinez, I mean, he should have been sent off. There's no reason he should not have been sent off. I don't know what the explanation on him not being sent off is, but he, like, just completely, like, uh, blatantly slapped the guy in the face. I mean, it's, Uh I don't know, unless he's fit to connect with him. 
Yeah, reporters I saw weren't allowed to ask questions about VAR in the postgame. <laughs> what? I don't know if that the team said that because they didn't want the coach to get fined or if the league said that or what, but that's really bizarre. Yeah, I know you were a little triggered about the Sinovich clean sheet. I had Johnny Russell. Well, yeah. For, maybe I was maybe I was a little high on him. Like, uh, I mean, you called me out. I, I probably was a little bit too high on him last week. But still, I mean, I felt like if uh, if Columbus went down two men, then, yeah, Johnny Russell was, was about to explode. Yeah. No, I can't complain Pre- too much about the, the Sinovich clean sheet because I, I had a couple just line up goofs because I was doing something else. Uh, I went home this weekend back to Pittsburgh, so um, I lucked out by accidentally captaining Valeri instead of Vela. That netted me three extra points. Uh, Yeah, Sinovich instead of Zussi, um, because if I would have noticed Betashore wasn't in the lineup, I would have switched to Zussi there. Uh, That would have got me seven more points, so I actually did lose lose four from a pair of bonehead decisions. Hmm. Oh, you're well. still up there though. You're still up like what top five? Uh, I'm fourth. I actually gained ground on the top four, but everybody behind me gained ground on all of us. So uh, it it got tighter at the top, which is exciting. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did recognize. I think last podcast that we made a mistake. I think we said the season finished uh, week 18. It's actually week 21. So um, I, yeah, take note there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a little bit frustrating, I guess. Just on the fact that the season's not half and half, but I think on your end, JD, like that gives you a little bit more time to gain some ground on the, you know. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to Europe for the first half of July. So I'm not looking forward to trying to, to catch up to the top or uh, defend my lead at the top um, by waking up at three or four in the morning or whenever it is to, (laughs) Actually, even later, I might be. I could be up for breakfast if it's a a West Coast game, but um, that that's gonna be miserable. I could have swore it was advertised <laughs> as uh, the season was being cut in half. That's exactly what I was gonna say. When yeah. you when you advertise it as two halves, that like by definition they're equal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I don't. Maybe I just made that up in my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, what I was reading. So I actually totally get it from their perspective get people excited about soccer during the world cup and then hope they jump into fantasy MLS right after it's over. I'm assuming that's how it lines up. Um, so that kind of actually does make sense. I'm think I'm guessing they probably said they're going to split it in two and not necessarily in two equal pieces. Yeah. I, it definitely doesn't matter enough for me to like go back and see what the <laughs> official official um, advertising materials or tweets from the league said um but just in my mind it was two half seasons which logically makes sense but so does uh kind of the imbalanced one i don't know also now it's going to run up almost to the all-star game um which doesn't give a lot of time for people to make plans if they win this first Mm -hmm. prize but also whatever i think that's part of it i think once the the all-star game hits and that's going to be you know part of pushing to get more people to to play the game so um it's a good well, hopefully it doesn't end the week before the all-star game because that would give like very little time yeah i think just around the world cup like uh-huh. you mentioned then the the all-star game right there then there will be a little bit more buzz i guess surrounding the game so yeah i mean let's let's get some more players involved and um yeah i get it though i mean yeah it's going to be kind of like a shotgun season the second half so 
That'll be um, fun. It's gonna, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a little bit of an uh, interesting strategy to have to, to figure out there. God knows what the pricing will be. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it's new positioning probably too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we look at, or we talked about Atlanta, um, the Galaxy a little bit. Uh, so what do you guys think about the Dynamo? Uh, it seems like all of the their attackers are still here. For They're not going on international duty. So where does uh, Elise and Minotis uh, fit in? No offense to uh, Kyoto, I mean, who I didn't list either. Yeah, I'd say for me, I mean, Elise is up there probably top five this week. If, if he's playing both games, um, he's just been phenomenal this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I'd say you got to go back to, looks like week five um that he he hasn't scored more than five points and you know in two of those weeks he's only scored five points so that's saying he's had an assist pretty much every week almost um the past several weeks so um yeah two games against their opponents like i'm in so Mm -hmm. he's uh he's yeah he's one of the top forwards that you know if he's uh if he's going both games yeah, I tend to agree with Skylar. Even though they're road matches, they're against bad teams. Um, I do think Kyoto was was arguably the better player last week as well. Um, he's been really good lately, so I can I can definitely see him being like a one B to Elise's one A. Those are probably the only two guys I would consider, though, given that that both games are on the road. So assuming that that they don't join the the Honduran team or uh, anything else doesn't come up, I think. Um, you could probably go with a, a third forward being from Houston. Um, I I doubt I'd use two though. Ooh. Yeah, that's the that's the tough thing though. It's just you know the two games on the road. I'm always always lean more towards guys that have home games. So um, I don't know. I'd say in Elise's case, at least it feels like he's just been so good. Um, he just he's not shy about taking guys one on one this season. Yeah, and all. Yeah, against Real Salt Lake and against Montreal, I feel like he's going to get some chances, and I don't blame anyone for for buying into him. Huh? That works for me. Uh, any of the other double game week teams that you really want to focus on? You you mentioned RSL JD, but we were saying Rusnak is is gone, and Plata has been hurt a little bit. So, I mean, if those two are out, how much RSL can you really get? You don't you're going to stick to the defensive sides. Uh, maybe not stick entirely, but probably for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Glad is like a guy you definitely want to get in there. Um, Romando? Uh, yes, I think. Um, RSL's defense has been bad, but they're playing two attacks that I don't think are going to be very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of even halfway thinking about trying to trying to uh, uh, switcheroo with either Matt Turner or Andre Blake on my bench and then having like a Romando in the starting lineup to see what happens that first game. I mean, either one of those guys, I mean, yeah, I get it. Like Atlanta's probably going to score at New England, but I think, you know, Andre Blake might have a shot at, at pitching a clean sheet against Chicago at home. Um, see. He's not yeah, going to get the about- second one, though. Blake's in the, Blake's at Atlanta for the second one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think in this spot, then it's like when you're picking a, a keeper for a DGW, you're just mainly you're just hoping to get at least one clean sheet. If mm-hmm. you get two, then yeah, it's gravy. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's like let's see what happens that first game, and then yeah, let's let's throw Ramondo in there with two home games. If uh, if 
you know your first guy, your first guy flops. So yeah, Skylar, can I persuade you to uh, instead of Turner or Blake, could I persuade you to consider a keeperu with Guzan yeah. or Sanchez? That's where I was thinking. Yeah, they, I like, they have I like much Guzan. Matchups. I like Guzan, but I don't know uh, Sanchez. It looks like McLean's probably got the starting nod for for Chicago. He played really well at Orlando, got the win. Okay, so Sanchez- McLean. Yeah, McLean is probably in for them. But, yeah, I, uh, Guzan is up there for sure. And I don't know. I mean, I've, McLean is probably in, but I'd say Guzan over him. Then I mean, McLean plays Philadelphia and San Jose. That's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Philly scores at home. But, um, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Any attackers from Philly then? Uh, Dichal, I think, is a guy I would consider. He had a really good game two weeks ago, so. There's definitely going to be a lot of switcherooing, though. Like, Dichal's a guy I'd put on my bench. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a New England attacker I would put on my bench. And then a defender from uh, maybe Brandon Vincent. Yeah. Like, those are the kind of kind of ones in the early game. Then you if you that doesn't happen then you can double down on rsl you can uh uh maybe take dallas if you think they can keep a clean sheet at los angeles or home to lafc that might be tough yeah it should be interesting there's there's very few like uh outstanding options this week yeah yep. but that that just doesn't mean that you uh should go single game week players mm-hmm. where do you guys fall with diego fagundes I was talking to Andrew uh, before the podcast, commenting on how amazing his assist was um, at Vancouver. That that one to Bunbury, he anticipated him making the run into the six and played it uh, pretty much perfectly. That's not the type of through ball that you uh, you kind of ever see. So uh, Fagundes, I think, is in consideration as one of those uh, potential switcheroo guys from the bench. Maybe even start him. Skyler? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I feel like, especially against Atlanta, like if New England have a chance and they're going to have to score goals. So Fagundes could be involved in that game. And, you know, after that, they've got Red Bulls, which is a, another tough game. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like out of all the DGW teams, and New England definitely have the toughest schedule. So, I mean, they're playing Atlanta and New York. So it's it's a that's a tough call for me. I just – I don't know if I'll see – uh, Fagundes in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we haven't spoken about Chicago other than McLean. Uh, does Katai or Nikolic or Schweinsteiger make the make the call? I'll go to Skyler on that because he seems to always be higher on that. Sorry, Diego Campos as well. I, I didn't want to leave him <laughs> out. Yeah, what about Katai? Yeah. <laughs> Is he gonna just score on all free kicks for for the rest of the year? <laughs> uh, it was a nice free kick. Um, yeah, it was. But no, he's. Uh, I mean, it felt it felt like last week. I uh, mentioned a little bit. Just said it feels like Chicago's attack is so stagnant right now that they've got to have somebody else step up. And I feel like Katai could be that guy. I mean, if he really starts to get going, then I feel like you know this this goal that he scored this past weekend might give them a little bit of momentum and like you mentioned they've got probably one of the better schedules of the dgw teams this week so 
Um, I like Katai a lot this week. He's eight million, so you know, do what you want with him. I mean, if you want to try to put him in Otteru uh, uh, or Switcheru, whatever it is, then yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Okay. JD, where do you fall uh, with Nikolic? Yeah, I'll go Schweiny and Nikolic instead, rather than Katai. Hmm. I'll have this one because um, I know what JD's answer is. Sky, would you rather have Nikolic or Ibrahimovic? Uh, you cut out on me there. You oh, said sorry. Nikolic and then who? Ibra. Uh, Ibra. I mean, if, if, if we know that he's not suspended for another game. Sure. Right. JD, is it safe to assume you're going Nikolic there? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. All right. So it does seem like we have a good number of double game week players that you're considering. Um, I would go Christian Pania before I went with Ibrahimovic. Ooh. That's Skylar's boy, too, Pania. No, I like Pania, but he's, like I said, they've got a tough schedule. I mean. But he's he's home for both games. Doesn't that mean anything to you? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like Pania a lot. I'm just, I'm not, I don't know. Like I said, what New England's got a what really do you tough like, schedule. What do you like about Ibrahimovic? I like that he's coming off rest and that. I what did like you like when he was, when he was playing? I mean, he's, for, for LA, other than, I mean, obviously, Kamara was scoring goals for him, but I mean, he's the guy that they're looking to, so. I don't think it's going to be any different this week. I mean, yeah, Dallas is a, a little bit tougher than maybe uh, Atlanta at home. I don't know. I mean, maybe Atlanta is tougher than, than Dallas at home, but uh, I feel like that's probably on the same level for, I mean, if you're saying like Pania playing Atlanta at home or Ibrahimovic playing Dallas at home, like that's on, that's on the same level for me. I'd take Ibrahimovic over Pania there. And then how about, how about Atlanta missing Garza and LGP? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm not saying like it's it's a bad play. I'm just saying I like Ibrahimovic more across the board. I mean, he's like New England have a few pieces that they could probably rely on more in the attack where L.A., I mean, yeah, they've got Alessandrini and I guess Ola Kamara for one game. But if if it's Ibrahimovic, like he's going to be so. Yeah, but that's like saying Colorado has Colorado has Baji and that's it. Who else do they have? So he has to do good. <laughs> it's like no, You're they can all comparing Baji to Ibrahimovic. <laughs> wow. No, I'm saying like just because that's all that they have doesn't mean that they have to do good. They could just get shut out. Yeah, that's that's. I'm not even. I'm not even buying that. That's, <laughs> that's completely off my radar right there. Comparing those two. All right, all right. Uh, so who is David Villa your favorite single game week player? Yeah, Via, and then for me, I mean, Zussi, I guess, if you're talking defense. Okay. JD, Matt, oh, sorry. I don't hate, I don't hate Javinko, but obviously Columbus have their uh, record-breaking shutout streak going that everybody's hyped up about, so. Hmm. All right. JD, what guys are you looking at for single game week options? I mean, probably, probably no one other than Zussi. But um, if I had to pick some other people, Piotti, mm-hmm. um, home to Houston, 
and maybe uh, I guess Armenteros after that great game he had this past week on the road in Colorado. Um, it just seems like Portland is is putting everything together offensively and defensively lately. Um, so I don't know. That's a team that I really don't want to mess with too much, and I'm I'm happy to pick someone from them in a normal week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what to do about Piatti. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, two points against Minnesota is yep. encouraging. No. It's definitely like a rough run that he's on. Yeah, but you know he's got the tools. I mean, he's got the skill set to break out. I mean, he could score a hat trick this weekend, but who's going to go there? I mean, you've got to, you've definitely got to uh, have faith. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go there with him, but. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, JD, you, you really don't like New York home against, uh, or New York City home against Orlando enough to throw Maxi Morales in, or I guess it's nobody other than Villa? Uh, no. Especially when it comes to midfielders, there's no reason to take a single game week player. Like, mm-hmm. forward, forward, you can totally justify it because it's, it's more goal dependent. But when you can take a guy like Zahibo, who didn't play both times last double game week, but I think uh, he definitely could play both games this week. Um, I don't. There's just too many bonus point uh, accumulating players that you can grab. Um, I don't really see a reason to take a single game week player. Okay. You could talk me into Via. You could, because uh, at forward, say, go ahead, use Josef Martinez and Nikolic. And then you could say, well, the, the next options are... Um, Zlatan or Rudy Pania and then I could say well that makes sense none of those are super appealing so maybe Via is a third option from the bench but um, it just feels unnecessary mm-hmm. okay man I just I don't see how you're so off of Zlatan this week I mean, do you just... just forget all the duds that he's had earlier this season I mean he's looked really bad and I don't think he's going to play anywhere close to 180. So why would I use him? Well, I mean, I don't see why you don't think he's going to play 180. Andrew said he's been playing 90 minutes when he's uh, if he's not slapping guys in the face. And <laughs> the four or five games before that, he was getting 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but they're, so. those aren't double game weeks. That he has a whole week's rest. Yeah, and he's he's had a what two weeks rest after slapping uh Petrasso in the face so i mean he's he's gonna be fit and he's gonna be the guy that they're looking for so um i get it like portland and dallas uh or dallas at home is a relatively tough match but i mean it's a home game for him so you know he's gonna get some chances and then at at portland if especially if uh kamara's gone then i mean he's gonna be the guy that's that they're looking for so i don't know i mean i guess we're just on a different page there but i feel like he's a good play this week no, that's I'm I'm good with I mean, that. Like, hey, he did have uh, he had three points at Dallas in their uh, week eleven. So, yeah, I mean, if you take that and say he he could get three points at home, game points at home or at Portland in the second game, that's six points. Yeah, it's not a great. That's not what you want out of your four. But I think he gets a goal here in two games. I mean, I, I'm counting. Wow, on sign, more than sign that. me up for one goal in two games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I just think the uh, like our expectations are on on totally different levels. Like what what you think would be good for Zlatan is like seven or eight points, and to me, I'd rather go with another double game week forward and take my chances on multiple goals. I mean, no, I don't think that's good. I think that's about what you can expect. Like if if he completely craps out, then yeah, seven or eight points is probably what you're going to get. But I think he's good for at least a goal. And then and then some. So I think he's, you know, double digits is kind of what I'm counting on for him this week. Hmm. I mean, he's had more than five points in a game, three out of his eight matches that he's played. One of them was the 19-minute one where he had two goals miraculously. So um, I don't know. It's just it's not like he's getting five-plus points all the time. He's been largely disappointing. A lot of the shots that he takes – are from distance, which uh, I think are less likely to go in, and he he just can't jive with any of his teammates in the attack. So I, when he's the target man, he looks bad because the defense is keying on him. Uh, when Ola's in there, he looks all out of sorts, so I guess Ola might not be in the second match. But um, he consistently is just coming deeper and deeper to get the ball because he's frustrated. And they lost, what, like five straight with uh, with him in the lineup? So... I don't know why we're we're so confident in Zlatan. Before he slapped a dude, we were all super down on him every week. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 the DGW for me. I mean, it, I'm not I'm not gonna mince words. Like that's the only reason. Like we said, the the minutes equal equal production. So, um, I mean, when you've got a player with that status, like he's gonna be getting the looks, and I just I feel like he's he's what LA have to to offer right now. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there might be, I guess, if you want to go like the Nicklich route, like he's been okay. He hasn't been great either. I don't know if you could really say that he's even been much better than Zlatan. But, yeah, I mean, it's like it's from. But for me, I think I'm probably going to go. I, I think he's probably locked into my lineup this week just based on what L.A. need. I mean, they, they need production out of him. And, I don't know, they don't really have too much else to, to lean on right now. So do you think Schweinsteiger's going to go 180? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. You he said that last... last double game week, and I don't think he's played less than 90 minutes in a game all season. Uh, did he? I don't think he went both games last DGW, did he? Uh, I can't tell because MLS box score has a six against Columbus. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure he did they, they don't have any statistics. That was the sixth and the tenth. Does that make sense? That's only four days apart, yeah. He went one Mont- Yeah, that's Atlanta what I and Montreal. No, it was Montreal and Columbus. Oh, okay. Then no, he didn't I play. Can't Columbus. tell what he did against Columbus. He didn't okay. play. Gotcha. I mean, for me, I'd much rather have Schweinsteiger because he gets about six points a game. No, I like Schweinsteiger this week. Okay. I'm not saying like, yeah. You asked me, goes when? Yeah, I think looking at him. Um, I think I was actually looking at him last night when I was working on my rankings, and yeah, I realized he didn't go full 180 in that DGW, so that's where I'm a little hesitant to to buy into him, but I like him. I mean, yeah, you're right. He does get, with his bonus point production, yeah, he's, he's hitting right at about six, five, six points a game, so um, if you can tell me like he's for sure locked into 180 minutes, and I'm in, but I don't know. That, that makes me hes- hesitate a little bit, just seeing that he didn't start that second game. so 
hate to play a what if since it is not going to happen, but um, where would Ola Kamara fit if he was playing both games? Like, would you pri- prioritize him at all, or is it no because you already had Zlatan? Or JD, or, or JD, do you go with Ola because you don't have Zlatan? Uh, they'd be kind of similar for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it just, it feels like JD's just too. Uh, it feels like you're too set on just that he's had a, a a little bit of a rough start out of the gate, but get it. I also feel like he's uh, a little bit more, um, a more of a an elite talent that you, you got to. Uh, that you got to give a little bit more uh, credit to what he's capable of doing and not just say, oh, he, he hasn't done this or that for the past whatever. Uh, like, I get it. He hasn't been great, but he's got the, the skill set to, I mean, he's got the skill set to hit for a hat trick against FC Dallas. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, yeah, FC Dallas is uh, a talented bunch, but. Are we talking know. about Ola or Zlatan? I just said Zlatan. Zlatan. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to what Andrew's asking, yeah, I'd say Ola, if he plays two games, and yeah, I mean, he would easily be top 10 for me on a DGW, um, especially if the Houston guys are out of the mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, on a, on a one game DGW, then yeah, he's, he's not in consideration for me this week. Okay. So Ibra and Ola are not um, Vela and Rossi. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good way to put it. Okay, all right. Not at least. <laughs> uh, captains? Does it seem like everyone's just going to go Almiron because they're back, and why would you not Captain Almiron? Or, J.D., do you see somebody else I mean, that you may mistakenly me, yeah. have and then keep him by accident? Oh, nice dig. <laughs> it worked, though. I was giving yeah, you credit yeah. for it before, and you were like, actually, <laughs> you should have just said that you you nailed it. Yeah, no, uh, Almiron's probably the play. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Almiron's a safe play, but it feels like Barco's starting to eat into a, eat in a little bit to his production. So, um, I don't know. I think people might be a little bit wary of that. But, yeah, I'd say overall then, then Almiron's the top captain pick this week. I don't mean this to come out facetiously, Skyler, but... Uh, if you were guaranteed 180 out of Ibra, would you captain him? Mm, I don't know. I might. I might lean uh, even a guy like Joseph Martinez a little bit over Ibra. Okay. I'd say maybe like Almiron, Joseph Martinez, and then maybe Ibra. Like, I feel like I feel like uh, Ibra is almost a different kind of uh, leaning into what JD's how JD's uh, approach has been on this podcast, like. People aren't really uh, happy with the production he's brought, and right, rightfully so. But I think I'm seeing through that a little bit more. And maybe this game week in particular, like the matchups don't look juicy for him. So I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, it's kind of surprising to me, but I think that people might be off him this week. But he's in my lineup, and I mean, I feel like he's he's a good play this week. So I'm, I'm standing by that. Okay. Um, I would rather I'd rather have Alessandrini. That's what I was um, going to ask. Just, yeah, he's safer, and if Slatten does well, he will do well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Although you could definitely say that he just played. Um, so is he going to play three games in however many days? Eight. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, so he's probably not going to get 180 minutes. But 
I, I still feel like he's safer than Slatton. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the fact that Javinko just is coming off a 12-shot game against FC Dallas. Like, I realized it was... Uh... Well, they were they were up on the road, so, if, yeah, they're going to then sit back, and they right. the lineup was not built to attack either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feeds in a little bit to, I guess, my Zlatan uh, frenzy, I guess. Uh, I like how you spin it like that and not the fact that Dallas just shut out Toronto on the road. Hey, yeah, they got <laughs> the job done. But still, I mean, hey, you, you you were even saying it in our Slack. You are like, hey, I got lucky as hell. Like, uh, well, because I, I went with Via instead of Javinko, and yeah, uh, yeah. Via did better. By two points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even Javinko, with a missed PK and 12 shots. Yeah, oh. Javinko missed a PK, and he also had a, a really nice free kick that uh, – Gonzalez had a pretty sweet save on, but mm-hmm. um, they they also just tried to to play a ton of balls into the box without a real target forward. Toronto did, so they were without Josie. They kind of are struggling a little bit to get that that final ball. Um, they they get some great scoring chances there. Yes, yes. there we go. And who who is LA's target forward this week? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying Toronto is struggling to create that. Not that Dallas is bad at defending that necessarily. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I can't. I, I I wait to see how this plays out. So you're not gonna have Zlatan in your lineup this week, right? If I do, he'll be on the bench. Ah. I think that's reasonable, though. Only to block other people. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a tough call. And if I were maybe say rank one hundred or less. I'd be much more likely to to play Zlatan because he has the capability to get like four or five goals if he just comes back angry um, and motivated and things fall his way. But from what I've seen so far, it's just it it doesn't make me want to get him in his lineup. So I, I totally see why Skyler is trying to talk himself into him or loves him. I, I don't know. I think it's a little of both. But jab at me for being for being. Uh out of the top 100 wow i don't know where you are actually i'm just saying <laughs> i i see right, why you're right. trying to talk yourself into zlatan because a huge a huge double game weight could really boost you up the table um yeah. but it's just to me i'm just more hesitant first of all i i would almost always want some of these midfield options um just because they're going to be safer and i'm trying to hold on to a lead and just get some points um, I I can't have um, like a a two and a three from Zlatan. That would be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. JD, do you look at Alessandrini as the safest captain after Almiron? Yeah, I think definitely. Okay, I wasn't sure if Joseph Martinez got ahead of him. He's not safer. No, not I at think, all. <laughs> I think he might be. If I was picking captains, Martinez might be number two. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean he's safer. Right. I don't find Alessandrini to be exceptionally safe either. It's just there's not a lot of good options this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, sitting down to, to start on my rankings last night. It's actually pretty tough ranking uh, these DGW teams. Like, there's nobody, you know, after even, like, the Atlanta guys, like, tough to see where everybody is. Like, when you're talking RSL, have two games at home, New England have – two games at home but it's against atlanta and red bulls like 
nobody jumps out as a, a must-have to me, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh-huh. S- single game week, and uh, if you're really looking for a guy and or guys and DFS purposes, um, I would monitor how hard New England plays on Wednesday against Atlanta. I'm sure they're going to be hugely motivated in that game. If they're exhausted and they kind of use up all the gas in their tank, the Red Bulls should have a really good game on Saturday mm. on the road to New England. Especially after they just tied 0-0 at home. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like we I heard this all last week being home against Yeah, Philly, but... they're going to be motivated. They're going to have time to plan, and they're not going to come out with the second bad game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Kaku, I would put him right up there with the other single game week players we talked about earlier. Hmm. Okay. Okay. BWP or Ibrahimovic? Ibra, because he's probably playing more okay. minutes. Okay. But um, yeah, I I don't think it's that crazily far away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think people are going to be so uh, just BWP's one point from last week. Oh. Um. That yeah, not too many people are going to play him. Which yeah, it might, it might be a good differential this week if you if you really want to go with a single game week player. I just I would go via over him in a heartbeat. But yeah, no, totally agree. Everyone knows my thoughts about Orlando's defense. <laughs> and when Alan Gordon is just uh, hitting thirty yard bombs against them, I mean, imagine <laughs> what Via can do. Mm-hmm. Gordo, yeah, it was a sick shot. <laughs> <laughs> It was. There was there was actually some good goals from distance this week. I mean, Alessandrini's was nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bofo Sacedo for um, RSL. I'm sure I'm missing some other ones. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Yeah, that was the uh, the Zlatan episode <laughs> for everyone that, that thought we would do it when he when he signed. Maybe after his first game. No, we saved it for a controversial moment. Um, so yeah. if if you if you didn't care about Zlatan this week, I apologize. <laughs> How could you not care? <laughs> All right. If anybody has any follow up questions, you can find JD on Twitter at DFS MLS. You can find Skylar at DraftKicks. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Um, we will be back next week. Next week, I think, is a regular game week, and then Hallelujah. Um, yeah, and then we get the World Cup will start, and then we'll take a little break. I think they take 10 whole days off for a 30-day tournament, uh, and then, but we'll keep chugging along. So, gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and uh, good luck this week. Good luck, everybody. Let us know if you are playing Zlatan on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.